from the beginning, right, even with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, Jesus tells those disciples on the road to Emmaus, or he asks them what they're talking about. They're talking about what they've seen in Jerusalem in these recent days. And Jesus Christ crucified, right? And then he talks to them about it. This is very early, right? That was the, the first Mass. Jesus says Mass on Easter Sunday in Luke 24. He starts with the old. He looks at the new. And then he gives the best homily in the world. And then he, right, through the breaking of the bread, their eyes are opened and they see him. That path of the cross is a way to see Jesus. It's a smart route. And Paul of the cross figured this out. Paul of the cross was a talented young man. Early on, he was given the option of uh, going and fighting in the crusades with his father. Why not be a soldier, make a name for yourself, right? Ascend uh, the ranks of society as a soldier and come back with money, right, and a name. But he rejected that. He, he, he joined for a bit and then he left. He came back and he lived with an uncle who was a priest. And the uncle said, you, you need to get yourself married, there's this nice young lady in the village. Maybe we'll set this up. It's perfect. Meet her family. Your families, you know, they'd, fit, they'd work well together. Marry her. But it wasn't there for Paul of the cross. That was not the path that he would follow. He had money that was handed down to him, an inheritance, wealth. He rejected it. He didn't want it. He knew that deep down. Eventually, after all of these things being offered to him as ways to, uh, to live life well, to be happy, he finally was able to pursue the call that had been drawing his heart. And that was to focus on the passion of our Lord. The Holy Spirit drew him to focus on, uh, on the passion of Jesus. He always wanted that. And that's wonderful. That, that doesn't seem like the most natural thing to enjoy. Why would I take time to think about Jesus' suffering? I mean, we do. And we can be moved by tears uh, in thinking about his suffering. But there can also come times where that's like the last thing I want to I think about. Because I myself feel miserable enough. I recall in seminary, I'm in seminary, and there, during Lent, there are these station churches. And the station churches are just churches. Uh, there's a church assigned to each day of Lent, a church throughout Rome. And so you go across town in the morning uh, for Mass at 6.30 a.m., and you're tired. You're sleep-deprived. It's cold. It's dark. It's rainy. I'm in seminary with a bunch of whiners. Just like, can I go back to Montana? Whatever happened to Montana? Whatever happened to my brothers and my parents? These people, God, they, they whine so much. It's wearing off on me. Now listen to me. I'm getting all whiny. 
And there's people, friends that turn on you. And you get stabbed in the back. And then there's the desire that we have in our hearts. And nobody's immune from this. We all have this. A desire, a deep desire for love. And how is this going to be fulfilled? And the moment I slow down is when I feel it most acutely. So there's that station mass at the uh, uh, Basilica of Saints John and Paul. This is where the two guys, John and Paul, whose names are in the, the first Eucharist prayer, Eucharistic prayer, this is a basilica that was built over their home and they would have been brought to like the living room of their home and beheaded. They were beheaded for the faith. And so their names make it into the first Eucharistic prayer. Uh, right? John and Paul, Cosmos and Damien, da-da-da-da-da. Eventually, that home is made into a basilica, and that basilica is given to Paul of the Cross and the Passionists. This order given over to focusing on the passion of our Lord. And so you go into this church and walking down the main aisle, there's a there's a, a stone that is colored differently than every other stone, and written on it is, this is where the two brothers, John and Paul, had their heads chopped off. And so it makes you reconsider, okay, I'm in a rough spot, Lord. Or maybe right now it's, we just got through midterms. Or maybe they're not quite done yet, right? And we're finishing off strong. And now we're starting into other tests and other assignments. And we just had break, but it wasn't really restful. And I'm still worn out. And whatever else is going on. But those guys had a, that was a tough day for them. Maybe it's not so bad for me. So there's a little help there, considering John and Paul and what they went through. Uh, maybe I shouldn't uh, focus so much on what I'm suffering interiorly. But then after the Mass and receiving our Lord, who is the one who was crucified, he went that path. It's like, all right, I can't just receive our Lord and try to fall into whining or making myself busy to not deal with, deal with what's going on in my heart. All right, I can't just shut things off. I need to go deal with things. And I also need an attitude adjustment. I need to pick up my own cross. And so there's this side chapel, and there is the incorrupt body of Paul of the cross. And all right, this day is going to get moving. And I'm going to go to class. And I got some guys I like in there and some guys who I want to punch in the face. I got people around me, right, who I love and people who don't love me, right? And there's studies, but then those deeper existential questions about love and the meaning of life. And Lord, when are you going to give me the love that my heart desires? Are you enough, Lord? But there's Paul of the cross. He made a decision. 
in the midst of what he was carrying in his heart, he made a decision. Am I going to sit here trapped in myself and just suffer? Or am I going to go outside of myself and focus on our Lord? And then focus on some other people who are suffering. That's a hard move when our souls are as desolate as whatever. H-E double hockey sticks. That's a hard move to make when we are so desolate. All right, now I, I already feel like, yeah, Jesus, you understand me. But now I need to understand you? Ugh. I mean, can you feel that? What Paul of the Cross found was that pressing into that grief of our Lord, pressing into that suffering with him, loving him, in doing that, he was not forgotten. He found love. You press through that crusted, bloody exterior of our Lord, and beneath that is the heart of God. He has died. He has gone into the depths of desolation. And then his side is pierced. Right? Pierce my heart, Lord. Lord, I want to be pierced with you. I feel what you felt. I go into that wound. That wound which is the window into the heart of God. And I'm going to forget myself for a second. But I'm not going to lose myself. I'm actually going to find love. A love that reaffirms who I am. And the desires of my heart are good. We just might need to order them better. And God has a plan. And God loves me. And in case I forgot, seeing the suffering of our Lord drills into my thick head and my thick heart the fact of how much God loves me. Right, this Jesus loves each of you. He loves me. And it's hard to believe, especially when we're desolate. Let's forget ourselves for a moment. But we don't lose ourselves when we forget ourselves. We're going to place ourselves, right? We're going to go close to the cross. We're going to go close to our Lord. We're going to think about his passion. At this Mass, we relive those events. We relive the piercing of his heart. But like Paul of the cross found, we will find. There's love there. Right? There's really love there. Jesus, love incarnate, gives himself to us in the Eucharist. Let's open our hearts uh, to receive that love well.